Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I'm Sarah Alipin, the host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. I've got my little French bulldog, Bud. He is quite loud today, so you might hear him complaining about the mail arriving or various other things. Um, Thank you all for tuning into The Wedding Dish today. Today, we are dishing with a woman-owned eco-feminist design and letterpress studio based out of Kingsville, Maryland. I have with me today the human behind Type A Design Studios. Thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish, Ashley Robinson. I could not be more thrilled to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so happy to be here. It's a great way to start the year. That's true. It is a great way to start the year. And I'm really excited to see you in real life in like two weeks, (laughs) less than two weeks. Yes, it's going to be so great. I can't wait to see you down there in DC at the mess hall. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. So for those of you who don't know, we're hosting a couple social. Ashley and Type A are working with us to put on this amazing event. It is happening January 22nd at Mass Hall in DC. Tickets are free. Please grab them. You can get them through the description. You can get them on our website, theweddingdishpodcast.com, all the things. But today, we're here to dish about wedding stationery and all the important things that go into um, all the really cool things that set type A apart, really. You ready? Ready. (laughs) All right, let's do it. So let's talk about wedding stationery. Um, What is included in the traditional invitation suite? And are you seeing couples modify what they include in that wedding suite, invitation suite? Yes. So at As far as traditional invitations go, most of them are still based on Emily Post etiquette, which is a bit outdated. It it is like the quintessential etiquette handbook. So I think it's a great place to start. And then we like to break the rules. So the traditional set, you're going to have a main invitation, a RSVP card. They're in envelopes. And traditionally, traditionally, there's also an inner and outer envelope which is actually one of the traditions we recommend keeping. Um, And then the next step up from that traditionally is the details card. So really like most popular sets can have a main invitation, which is typically five by seven inches, then a details card, which is slightly smaller, some other size, and then an RSVP card, um, an envelope. And your guest obviously keeps the main card and the details card, and then they'll send the card and envelope back. As far as our clients, and this has been since 2018, I would say, really seeing more of it. We've always offered it, but people being more comfortable with this change is something we're seeing a lot of with it, which is online RSVPs. And it's also become a lot easier to do that for free now. So, um, Some of our clients do paid websites because they like building websites and they want to do it themselves. Other people do it through places that do it for free like The Knot. Um, 
And it's a great place because it's password protected. Your guests can easily go online. It's more eco-friendly because you're using less paper and less resources to for mailing and things like that. You don't have to pay for the postage because that is a traditional thing that you must do. That is in zero exceptions. You must put postage on your return RSVP envelope, please. Um, which Unless is another you thing don't people want to get it back. <laughs> exactly. Do not expect your guests to put a stamp on the envelope. You are inviting them and therefore it should just be as easy as possible for them to RSVP, which is why people like the digital RSVP. But for printed RSVPs, you must certainly put the postage on there. So keep that in your budget. It's important because stamps now, I mean, that's a one ounce stamp you need for each. And then most invitations, you have to use a two ounce because they're non-machinable. Technically, most invitations can go through the machines. However, you do not want them to. And this is one of my biggest pieces of advice that I don't think not any of our clients knew or thought of ahead of time, um, which is not surprising because most people haven't been married before. They've never done this. Sarah and I and our team and everyone we have spent years cultivating, we're the badass experts behind this. So please ask us questions. We love answering them and telling you. And sometimes wedding professionals are so in it. Like we're so in it as our day to day, like similar to doctors. Like sometimes doctors will tell you some terrible news and be like, okay, and this is, and do you have any questions? And you're like, oh my God, yes, I have a million questions, but I have no idea where to start. So my recommendation is say anything, say, I have no idea where to start. And then we can help you. So back to what I was saying about, wait, what was I saying about Sarah? <laughs> You're talking about don't let your invitations run through the machine. <laughs> Thank you. This is the best piece of advice. Be incredibly kind and patient with your local post office. Go there in person. Get there when they open. Maybe bring a little treat with you, you know, like a little box of cupcakes or something that everybody, you know, like something nice as a nice gesture, because what you're going to do is you're going to ask um, the post office to hand cancel each and every single one of your invitations. What that means is they have to manually do that so that they don't get put through the processing machines. If you want to Google what the processing machines look like, it's very fast. Like imagine a picture you've seen, I'm sure a video of newspapers being printed. It's a very fast process. It is rough on paper. So don't spend all this money on your invitations and expect them to get to your guests in the way that you saw them last. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I guarantee you. Which brings me back to my love for outer envelopes. So many people, this is a this is a where people make a mistake in cutting costs, I think. They cut the outer envelope cuz they're like, "Why do I need two envelopes? It's an extra I think we chart depending on the addressing and the type of envelope, it's anywhere from an extra dollar 50 to an extra $5, okay, for invite, which, yes, that's an expense. However, you're ensuring that every single thing inside of that outer envelope looks beautiful as possible when your guests open it, which is the first taste of your event that they're getting. So you don't want it to look dirty and battered and bruised. If you got a plate served to you at your wedding and it looked like somebody had poked it around maybe stepped on it, like maybe like the plate is chipped, your napkin is dirty. Are you going to eat that? Ew, I hope not. I'm not eating it. 
I don't even think Sarah's beautiful little pup would eat it. So let's let's respect your event and yourselves and your wedding and your partner enough to just get the outer envelope and protect everything on the inside. I'm telling you, it makes such a huge difference. So that is as far as modern invites versus traditional. Um, keep the outer envelope and do a digital RCP if you want to save the money. You can offset it that way. That would be my recommendation. Um, and another cool thing we can do that we do a lot is if some people want some traditional RSVP cards, we can do that. So like, say you have 20 people that are your mom's friends, your grandparents and some of their friends. I, I was lucky enough to have at my wedding. They're not going to do the digital RSVP. They want to see the RSVP card and they want to, they want that experience. And here's the other benefit. I'll play, I'll play the other side. Getting your RSVP cards in the mail. I mean, Sarah, you can attest to this. It's so fun. Yeah. It really it's like is. People write you <laughs> notes and you're like, you get so excited because you don't know when it's going to come or who it's going to be from. It's really fun. So there's an experience that you're investing in when you choose to do a traditional RSVP card that is much more uh, satisfying and exciting than a digital yeah, it's kind of like a little mini celebration of like your wedding every day. Um, yeah. Someday you won't get any and some days you'll get like one, sometimes three or four. Um, but every day you're really excited to go check that mailbox because it like has that sort of um, that special feeling of like yes. my wedding is like real. It's this tangible thing that I can hold in my hand. Um, yes. Yeah. The other the other thing that I always have to point out because this is one of my personal things as a photographer, make sure um, like sometimes people will mail me my invitation and that is to photograph. And um, while that's fine, they don't always show up exactly as you would want it photographed. So make sure you order an extra one um, mm -hmm. that can be photographed on the day of and bring it with you, put it in your bag that is going with you on the day of your wedding or whenever you're seeing me and want it photographed or your photographer and want it photographed because that's such a um, – if you're investing in any piece of your wedding, you want it documented. You want that yes. – and I mean, you, you want it for yourself anyway, um, but I didn't remember to do that for myself. Um, so I have taken it upon myself to always remind people <laughs> – Yes, that's a great reminder, Sarah. It really is. We actually include that with all of our bespoke uh, wedding invitations, event invitations. We send one to your photographer that is pristine, and we actually send a, a couple pieces because if you have an envelope liner, but you also have beautiful calligraphy on the front, you don't want to have to choose what side to photograph, right? Like flat lays are an art in themselves, and you want to yeah. show every element. Um, in a non-overwhelming way, but everybody's seen pictures of invitations that's listening to this podcast, I'm sure. So you know yeah. what I'm talking about. You, sometimes you need two envelopes for the picture. Sometimes you need yeah. an extra ribbon or whatever it is. So we take care of that for you because that's not something we think that our couples should have to worry about. 
Uh, so when you hire type A, you don't even have to think about that. We would just work directly with Sarah and be like, here you go. What else do you need? Um, how can we make this the best possible? And I think that's something that like people like Sarah and I and our people, you hear about like, oh, you hire a vendor and they're like, oh, I know the perfect florist for you. Oh, I know the perfect stationer for you. Oh, I know, I know the perfect photographer for you. Oh, I know the perfect dressmaker. Like we have over these years of experience curating the best people that are like us. So if you like us, we have other people you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's such a and that's such a huge thing in the wedding industry especially because we've worked, I mean, wedding days can be really easy and fun and and light. Wedding days can also be very challenging, like the fire alarm going off after everyone is seated at your ceremony, which happened to me in June. Yeah, nightmare thing. Um or, or oh the God. makeup artist getting in a car accident on the way over, and then I arrived and no one had any makeup on. Um, same wedding, wow. unfortunately. We made it work. Oh it all ran gosh. on time. I don't know how it happened, but every vendor at that wedding that pulled that together, like we've seen them work through those things. We know that they can pull it off. And there are some people you know can't. So it's, you know, there's a lot of pieces that goes into. um, But yes, we in the wedding industry, that's true. If you like me, you're going to tend to like the people that I like. (laughs) Right, right. Especially taste level. There's a taste level to it. There's a feel to it. There's a vibe to it. And that's something else when you're talking about investment for this once-in-a-lifetime event. When you think about it, like think about it 10 years from now, right? Your financial situation is going to be very different. Are you going to think back and say, man, I wish I hired that videographer. I wish I had a video of this. Man, I wish I hired someone that sent my – I forgot to send Sarah my my invitation to photograph. Now I don't have any pictures of my invite. I wish I had that. Or I wish I had my invite framed. Um here, full disclosure, I don't even have my invite framed yet. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been married? <laughs> we just celebrated six years. Oh my we got gosh. married on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you. So yeah, that's on my uh, bu- bucket list to-do list for this year. Um, yeah, it's something when you're investing in this and one of the reasons why it's a get what you pay for situation is that what type A has done for our customers is over our clients is we have curated the best vendors for what we do specifically. So there's this like funnel of everything that gets to your day. So we do all of our letterpress printing in house, but everything that's flat printed or some other specialty printing like engraving or thermography or foil stamping, those we don't do in house because we simply it's a lot of machinery, it's a lot of expertise. It's a, there's print shops that strictly print, and we have found the best businesses that also honor our values as being small. They have good sustainability practices. They're in the United States um, as much as possible. They offset their you know shipping, carbon shipping, and all of these great things. They they are active in their communities. This is why something like what we do at Type A costs so much more because you're investing in the process. It's like the difference between fast fashion 
and made well. Okay. There's a difference there. You're not going to Old Navy and expecting what you get at Madewell. And you're also not like the funnel getting it to you looks very different. So when you're thinking about your wedding, it's it's the same thing. You get what you pay for and really research and look into the companies that you're hiring and look into their practices and see who the humans are behind it. Because when you're supporting type A, you're di- you're directly supporting me. You're directly supporting my toddler and my husband and my team. I have an amazing team of people that are incredibly diverse and talented. And um, you're you're making a difference in the communities because we give back to the community and supporting House of Ruth. We plant a tree for every purchase. There's so many things that small businesses are doing that often get overlooked simply because of price. And what is the true price of what you're paying for what's it? Old Navy versus what you're paying for at Madewell. It's the same thing with your wedding. And I want so many more people to have that lens. And I think that's something coming into like, you're talking about traditional versus modern. There really is a lens on sustainability. And that's something that in the imitation world, we've really had to examine how that's impacting because we do with, we deal with paper But the cool thing is, and a lot of people don't know this, is most of the paper that we use at Type A is actually not even made from trees. It's made from recycled cotton or hemp. And it's just awesome that, like, they letterpress beautifully. They feel great. They have dimension that, you know, like tree papers don't have a lot of times. And the papers that we do use that are made from trees, a lot of our envelopes are those, and they allow for a lot more color variation and, um, like finished variation, those are all FSC certified and, you know, have their healthy papers. I like to say they're healthy for the environment and do good things. So that's another thing to consider when you're looking at invitations specifically, there's a reason why certain places they they're not using soy based inks or anything. There's a lot that goes into the printing world that nobody knows about that's not in it. Um, yeah. And it's messy and it's dirty and it's inky and it's oily. <laughs> Those are some of yeah. the great things about it that I love. And there's also ways that you really have to consider, like, even to what w- do we clean the press with, you know? Yeah. What, that's what I was just going to in my brain. Yeah. And yeah. we do. We use an eco-friendly, thank God, because if they're, it's, it's also safer for people using it too because um, yeah. accidents happen. But it's really you have to consider all of these things and all of these things go into the bottom line. So when you're budgeting, budget it from a value perspective first and then find your vendors from that view. And I think that's what's really cool about Sarah and everybody she's putting together on the 22nd is that we all do really cool shit. (laughs) So even if you're not getting married – like, okay, I had this woman, I loved her to death. She called me. She's like, I'm turning 60 and I'm throwing myself a fucking amazing birthday party and I want you to make me amazing invitations for it. And I was like, yes, can I come? And she's like, sorry, no, but I will hire you to <laughs> <my> invitations. <laughs> she is fantastic. She's like, when I think of like where I want to be when I'm 60, I'm like, I'm that bitch. Love her. So you don't have to be getting married. Like we, that's why I say event stationary because I mean, we even did like some cool custom invitations for us as a, for a surprise party 
for a woman whose husband, it was a surprise retirement and birthday party. He was turning 65. He had his own dental practice forever, but he was retiring. And she wanted me to draw a picture of a tooth with sunglasses lounging on the beach. So we did. He loved it. They, they keep, they came back and asked if we could do a different kind of card for them as thank you notes, which we did. And it was just fun. And that's why I started this business too, because we get to do these beautiful, gorgeous, elaborately printed, incredibly custom love stories that are manifested into invitations. And then we also get to do quirky, weird stuff like a tooth sunbathing on the beach. <laughs> It's I love that so much. I hope they ordered a print of that and framed it and hung it somewhere in their house. Well, this we were talking about this earlier, Sarah, about me staying in contact with people. I actually, as a, as like um, I don't know what it was for. I think it was just a thank you gift. I sent them a print. So I, oh, yay. spoiler alert to anybody who's listening, you might get some fun gifts by hiring Type A. <laughs> Just because I I am the person that had like I love gifting. If anything, it's like to bring me joy. <laughs> if you hang it up me in your too. house, I love that. But if you don't, I'm not coming over to check. So do what you want with it. But <laughs> if, and if something if something goes sour, like use it as a tribute to the fire and like burn that shit. You know what I mean? Like this is yours. Like we're this is truly what I do at Type A. My mission here is even for the people that work here, like, and I create with on a daily basis, this is for you. Like, it's for your event. It's for your wedding. It's for your love story. That's what we do looks so different. It all has a certain level of taste, but the designs are so different because we're pulling the elements from our couples, from our uh, muses of the event, like the woman I said that was turning 60. We're putting, we're infusing you into paper and if people are like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Here's what it means. You just talk to us and tell us your story. And then our creative brains, like my brain does this. I don't understand how to explain how to do it. It's just, it happens. And we work with you and we create some really cool shit. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> and speaking of mail, can you tell my mail is arriving mm. because Cluzo is going bananas. <laughs> So cute. <laughs> He's a ham, a true ham. Um, I so love cute. that. I think that is one of the things that really sets you apart for me other than, you know, of course, like there, I mean, there are a thousand things that set you apart for me, but oh, one you. of the things that I see that I can document as a photographer is like that you, Ashley, like are thinking about the actual people behind the stationery and you are really truly taking what you learn from them and what you sense from them and what you hear from them and putting it into their stationery. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's love cool. That. It's cool to see like the whole process from start to finish because we we work with a lot of couples that have no idea what they want their wedding invitation to look like but they know what they want their guests to feel like. And I love that because that's where it starts. How do you want your guests to feel? Okay. What do you like? 
and that's a big question, but they're like, they'll start to say like things they've seen on Pinterest as far as like, oh, well, I like this style, but I don't like fonts that are too curly, but I don't want it to be too masculine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, what kind of music do you listen to? What do you guys do for fun? What's your favorite place to eat? How did you meet? Why are you getting married? Like, why do you guys, what is it about Brian that you love so much? What is it about Ashley that you love so much? What it makes you most excited about marrying this person? What may, what like when you wake up in the morning, do you think about each other on a good day? Um, <laughs> that's the difference. Did I just hear Brian laugh? Did I just hear <laughs> no, I Brian laugh? Or maybe that was Skylar downstairs. <laughs> or somebody. I don't know. Somebody might be down there. <laughs> I'm in my like artist loft office and then below me is our studio. So <laughs> who knows down, who's down there? It could be anyone. It could be. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, all right. So we're talking a little bit about human connection here and and that there is so much value in that. And why is that important to you as an eco-feminist artist and as a stationer? I truly believe that we're all here for human connection. And I think – so fun fact, it took me the past two years since the pandemic impacted my business and everyone's lives so profoundly to even realize that human connection was the reason why I was doing type A, to even actually officially feel comfortable calling myself an eco-feminist artist. That was profound for me to be able to get to that point and to be able to narrow it down to, to this human connection as the guiding light for everything that we're doing. Because think about marriage. That's the epitome of human connection. You're talking about your soulmate. You connect on a level that is intangible. It's undescribable most times. I mean, um, that is the pinnacle of human connection and celebrating it as we do is one of the most amazing traditional customs I think as human beings that we still honor. And I hope that the pandemic doesn't eliminate it too much. I th and I hope that new generations understand and respect the ritual and the customs within it, minus the outdated ones like the garter and trading cows for women. I don't support those. I think we should move past that. But the other marriage traditions that are fun and bring joy. We should, I mean, I love weddings. Who doesn't love a wedding? I mean, I, yeah. So the human connection is all of it. Bringing all of your favorite people together in a room. Well, most of your favorite people together in a room. It's a literally a once in a lifetime thing. My wedding is one of the best memories I have, one of the best experiences. When I see people that haven't I haven't seen in a while that attended my wedding, the one of the first things they say is, God, your wedding was so fun. It's the best wedding I've been to. Like I love hearing that. Who doesn't love hearing that? Like it was, it was so, so fun. There was so much love in the room. The energy was so great that it's still giving people joy six years later. Like that's what you want to do for your guests. I I hope that's what everyone wants to do. I would imagine that's what everyone wants to do is just have like the ultimate human connection on all levels 
and just share in love and joy with each other. And what we're doing at Type A is throughout the whole process from save the dates to rehearsal dinner invites to your invitation to your day of stationery, like signage and menus and napkins and whatever you want, guest books. We make handmade guest books too. Like all of these little things to your thank you notes. Please order your thank you notes from us. Please, please, please. You don't want to have to worry about that after your wedding. You're going to be, after you get married and you go on your honeymoon, or if you don't even go on your honeymoon, you're going to be done with wedding stuff. Get your thank you notes taken care of ahead of time. Don't write them ahead of time. (laughs) But have them ready to be gone, like written and sent out um, pretty as soon as you can. So all of those things, and it's human connection throughout. And I just love, I think something with my design career, I worked in all different types of design, all different industries from government to healthcare to PR to political to surf, skate, snow industry. like, And what I was missing was the human connection. It was so one-sided. And I need the banter. I need the story. We all, that's the other thing. Like we, as humans, we are storytellers and our stories are everything. What is left behind once we go is our story. So what more beautiful way to remember your love story than having it manifested in a physical, tangible thing that you experience and that you can share with your guests to be like, look how fucking cool this invitation is. You do not want to miss this. Bitch, clear your calendar because we're going to have fun together. That's what our invitations say. Like, no matter what you like, that's what your invitation is say when you order it from Type A. It's just going to be great. <laughs> I love it, Ashley. That's amazing. <laughs> so Thank well you. said. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you just gave us a list, like rapid fire, of the pieces that go into wedding stationery because it is not yeah. just the invitation suite. Um, can you can you tell us what those pieces are and if there's a space that maybe um, they can, like our listeners can potentially, um, you know, let's say they want to splurge on letterpress, which is mm-hmm. your specialty, um, then they, you know, maybe want to eliminate this or that. Like, um, so as you tell us these pieces, if there is something that could potentially be eliminated, that would also be helpful too. Totally. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, um, I love shopping. I love a bargain. I love a deal. I am a recovering shopaholic, everybody. Um, remember the gift giving thing? Yeah. It's really easy to <laughs> spend money on other people. <laughs> so I digress. I love helping move things around. If if you get our proposal and you're like, fuck, this is expensive. And you're like, oh, and you feel embarrassed or so, like some weirdness about talking to me about the money. Don't. I want to work with you. If I have gone through the process of vetting you of scheduling time to meet with you, of meeting with you, of lending you brain power to give you a proposal. There's so much energy that goes into that. I want to work with you. We want to work with you. So that means working with you on 
not changing the price because we have to charge what we're charging. It's how do we wiggle things to get you within your budget, but still giving your guests the type A experience that you want to give them. And there's so many things that we can do. So from the beginning, let's go down the list. You're engaged. Woo! Congratulations. The first thing some people send out, and this is totally optional, so put this on a little asterisk as optional or whatever, uh, is an engagement announcement. Hey, we're engaged. And it's got like a cute picture of you guys or whatever the hell you want to do. We can do that for you. Absolutely. Um, Or you can go a great place to save money as using places like Minted. Um, the, the reason why Minted can sell at the price that they do is because the parts that are specially printed are not customized. So they have one plate that they print on thousands of things. So your engagement announcement may look exactly like someone else's except for your picture is different, but that's okay because it's your engagement announcement. So save some money there. Your save the date, I would give this similar advice to. However, your save the date is a little more important because I would argue that it is a necessity uh, for everybody that is a non-negotiable that you want to be there. I'm not talking about every single person that's going to be invited. I'm talking about go down your list and you're like, if this person doesn't show up, I'm going to be upset. I'll be pissed. I'll be sad. Those people get a save the date. That's a requirement. Everybody else, they don't have to get a save the date. Why? Because if you invite someone to, if you send someone a save the date, you are inviting them to your wedding. You cannot, I cannot allow you, let me use my, my, what I'm learning as being a mom. Because you can send somebody a save the date and then not invite them to your wedding, but I would not recommend that. Please do not do not, that. Not I cannot allow you. you to do that. <laughs> do not send someone to save the date and then uninvite them to the wedding unless they're like, unless it's absolutely like something horrible happens. Right. Or, but what you can do is if they don't get a save the date and you're like, Oh, like a friend from work that you maybe just met, maybe you want to invite them. Okay. Do not send them a save the date, please. Because that person is going to be the person that's going to definitely come. Even if you don't want them to a year later when you actually get married. All right. Think about the time span. So save the dates are necessary for everyone that's a non-negotiable for being there. The next thing you're going to send is your invitations. And um, the invitation, your save the date you send out as soon as possible. Your engagement announcement you send out as soon as you get engaged. Um, save the date after the engagement, but as soon as possible. Your invites go out eight to 10 weeks before your event date is when your guests should be receiving your wedding invitations. Your event invitation should go out to your guests eight to 10 weeks before. And the reason why there's a range and the max is 10 weeks is because people will not commit to your event before that. Please do not send it sooner than that unless it's a destination wedding. That's the only exception. A destination wedding needs to be at least 12 weeks unless you've sent a save the date. There's a wiggle room there. Um, Save the date buys you a little more time. If you're getting married quickly and you don't have time, you think you don't have time for a save the date, cut it. That's the time when you cut the save the date. If you're getting married, like I got engaged six months later, I got married. 
I did send a save the date, but I'm a stationer. That's different. If you were my client and you hired me and you were getting married six months later, I would not do a save the date for you. I would immediately get your invitations out as soon as possible, eight to 10 weeks, because by the time you get the, you get the pictures and you do the save the date, whatever, doing the save the date takes too long at that point. Focus on your invites and save that money. So another way, after, let's go through all the things first. Um, after your invitations, what you're focusing on is your rehearsal dinner invites. Something cool that we do is if you want to, we have a separate card that goes into specific people's invitations that invites them to the rehearsal dinner or the exclusive VIP brunch the next morning or the Friday night cocktail hour that only um, people that are arriving early come to. Okay, those little things do require an official invitation. You can't expect someone that flies in from California to know that they're invited to the rehearsal dinner simply because they flew in from California. Um, You need to explicitly invite them. So that's something we do where you're saving on not sending it in an extra envelope. You're saving on not having to put additional postage. You're simply paying for us to do an additional card that's like, hey, you're invited to this other secret awesome thing. And then the cool thing that we do is when we do the traditional RSVPs, we have custom RSVPs for those people. So your guests that are invited to the exclusive events have a space on their RSVP card to RSVP to each event they're invited to. And your regular guests don't have that. So they don't even know they're being left out. Um, everybody can't be invited to everything. So they don't know that. It's not like, oh, P.S., you're not invited to this. Or it's not like you're like crossing it out on the people that don't get it. <laughs> so we take care of that. So that customization is part of the experience. Like, And that's not something that's, oh, well, that's going to cost extra. If we're talking about that, that's part of the whole deal from the beginning. Um, so then after any special event invitation that's being sent out. The other th- we can do that separately. And we do that sometimes too, because sometimes one of the partners pay- will be paying for one thing and then the other's partners or their family will pay for another thing. And they want it like if the groom's mother really wants to handle the rehearsal dinner because they're hosting it and she wants it to be a totally separate thing than the invitations. We do that a lot. And the it's awesome because it can be its own unique thing, especially if it's like more masculine and more for the groom, which still happens. And that's great. Um, Or if it's just simply because it's a different type of feel, like for my wedding, for our rehearsal dinner, we had a fiesta. Like I literally, it looked like my invite that went out looked like a pinata. And then the next night we were all black tie for new year's Eve bash, like gold, sparkly Hollywood glamor. So it couldn't be more different. Um, and it, But it was fun, right? Like it's about what you, pe- you want your people to feel. So we can do it separately. You don't have to do it together, but that's a way to save money is doing it together. Um, so then after that is your day of stationary, as we call it. So that's on your event date. Um, the most popular things are a welcome sign, any sort of directional signage, Um a signage for guest book or anything that requires instruction. If you have a photo booth area, if you do not want people to have cell phones or photography, right, Sarah, like during the 
actual ceremony, which would be very helpful for photographers and videographers. If you had a sign that said, um, we hired professionals to document, please do not use your phones. Some yes, people still don't will, step but- in front of the professional. Yes. As- <laughs> no boxing out of the professionals, please. <laughs> it's happened more than a few times. I believe it. I mean, even in my brother's wedding, but my brother got married in May. He had recently they had to reschedule their wedding three times, Sarah, for the p- oh, pandemic. Oh God. My June so. couple that had all that stuff happen, I mentioned in this mm-hmm. episode, had to reschedule three times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad. I think we're mostly over that. I had my last- I think so too. My last pandemic couple, they got married in September. So- Mine was the June one. Okay. It was perfect though. I mean, even though it was, they had some bumps in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, but you can see in his wedding video, my she's basically like our other mother. And she's the person that comes in the room, is just boisterous and laughing and like teasing people and everything. So of course she didn't listen to the beautiful sign that I made that said, you know, don't use your cell phones and she literally is steps into the aisle with her phone in front of every everything. And you see it in the, and you're just like, oh, gosh. So yep. please don't be that. If you're listening to this and you're attending a wedding, don't be that person. If you're throwing yes. an event and you don't want that to happen, hire us or someone to make you a sign that explicitly <laughs> you want it. If you want to be ex- as explicit with po- as possible with people, okay? You do not want to leave room for assumptions on your event day. Please do not leave room for assumptions. Anything that you need help with for zero assumptions, we can help you with. With signage or like the outer envelope thing, that's how you tell people with who's invited to the wedding. We get that question so often about, well, if I don't want to invite kids to the wedding, how do we say that without being like rude or whatever? And it's a very important thing to distinguish because now as someone who has a child, if I get an invitation and it does not have her name on it, she's technically not invited. However, if it said the Robinson family, I would assume she is invited because that would mean everybody in my household that is a Robinson is invited. If it just said Ashley Robinson, that would only mean that I am invited. So if you have somebody in a household that, um, if you're doing an inner outer envelope, you could say the Robinsons on the front and then on the inside, you would list out who in that household is invited explicitly, each name. And we help you do that. You don't need to be an expert in that. Um, but that is another benefit of the inner outer envelope and of a great way to be explicit with your guests and help you avoid any kind of awkward conversation or text or having your mom or mother-in-law have to be in between you and your aunt or whoever about kids. Like you just, it you makes it a non thing. It makes it, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like nobody's accidentally misinterpreting and showing up with their kids exactly. to mm-hmm. your wedding, which happens. People don't know. They don't do it to be rude. They just don't right. realize that that isn't, and like that's awkward for everyone involved. Yes. So awkward. Um, and 
All right. So we thing, yeah. We got to ceremony signage. Yes. What comes uh, next? What comes next? Okay, so you're thinking about think this is how you think about day of stationery. Again, how do you want your guests to feel? You, your wedding planner, your bridesmaids, your groomsmen, your people, y'all aren't going to be with everybody when they leave the ceremony, okay? And as far as events go, you also don't want to ruin the experience of the transition by somebody going to be like your uncle getting on the mic and being like, okay, now everybody let's convene in the auditorium, like in the ballroom for dinner. Like, you don't, no, 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 no. We are beyond that. We are doing events that are like, okay, people here are intelligent. We know there's a transition happening. The music means transition is happening. Let's have beautiful signage to tell people how to get to where they're going and to know what to expect and enrich this experience. You don't have people in a museum telling you, okay, and now please walk through the corridor to see, like, you're not doing that. The signage is doing that. So all the signage, think about where your people are walking, where they can be, where they can't be, where your guest book is, where interactive stations are. If you're having a buffet, there needs to be signage so people know what the food is. There needs to be allergen information on those signages. A lot of caterers actually provide that. Sometimes you just need to ask. Um, I would obviously recommend hiring us or your stationer to do the designs of everything because while event venues and catering companies do offer signage and menus and things like that, they aren't designers. You're not hiring them for design. You're hiring them for food and for everything else. So they're not, the menu they do is going to look like a menu, someone that makes delicious cakes does, or you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to look like how you would want it to look, I would think, if you're doing a type A wedding. So, and it um, might not be consistent. It's definitely not going to be consistent. I will guarantee you that. (laughs) I mean, it would be very crazy if it happened. (laughs) It's going to be the off. It's not the rule. It's the exception. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think the other biggest one is the telling your guests where to sit. There's a couple different ways to do that, whether it's a poster or escort cards and then place cards. Um, And I can talk about the difference between those if you want me to. Sure. Okay. Do you know what the difference is? Uh, escort cards are on a table. You, they have the table number on them and the name, and then you pick them up and you go to your seat, like that table, and you can choose a seat at that table that is not a specific assigned. A Correct. place card sits at the table itself, and that's on your assigned seat. So they have chosen a seat where they want you to sit, and you put your butt in that chair. You don't switch it with the person at the next table over. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. Yes, that's exactly um, right. <laughs> we get that question a lot because it is a little confusing. Place court, place card versus escort card. Um, yeah, your escort card walks you to your table. Your place yes, card tells you, you where your place is. <laughs> yes. And here's the etiquette for it. You need to tell your guests where to sit. That's a non-negotiable. If you decide to do a poster, that – in its own way, is an escort card, okay? So think about it this way. If you do an escort card, you do not have to do a place card. 
If you do a place card, I would recommend doing an escort card, but it's not necessary. You can also do both. If you would like to tell people, okay, this is the table you're sitting, and when they get there, this is where your butt is sitting, okay, great. Another thing that about place cards, and you can do it with the escort card too. Um, Etiquette-wise, this is kind of an older thing, but a lot of catering companies, caterers are trained to look on an escort card to see what meal that person is getting. If you have people choose their meals, we will either, we sometimes we draw fun little icons or we'll simply write the name of the dish and the person's name goes on the one side of the card. When you sit down, you sit that so that your name is facing away from you and your food choice is facing towards you. Why? Because you already know your name. The guests around you may not. That way it's a nice way to promote conversation because everyone can see your name. And your server, when they're coming around, instead of them being like, did you get chicken, steak, or fish? And like getting too close to you and COVID and, ah, okay. And are you the one who has dairy allergy? Right. (laughs) It's all right there. It's written out. Yeah, it's explicit. You don't have to worry about it. So there's a lot of, like you think like, oh, we don't need place cards or, oh, we don't need the outer. There's reasons why these things exist. And talking with experts and professionals like Sarah and I, I mean, this is why we do what we do, because we want you to have the best, coolest event possible. Yeah, 10,000%. And it does make it much easier with dietary restrictions. I mean, that's a big deal. Nobody wants to be asked if they're the the person that's gluten-free. Or Mm -hmm. um, I have a cranberry allergy. It's in my contract, actually. Um, which is the weirdest thing. It's very random, um, but it makes me like so, so sick that like I would have to leave your wedding like wow. within 10 minutes. Like I get violently ill. Um, so, you know, nobody wants I, – I don't want to be asked or have to discuss this weird allergy because then it becomes mm-hmm. a whole conversation because it's a weird allergy. Yes. <laughs> but I would also imagine anyone who's like – gluten-free or like vegan or vegetarian or whatever, like they don't want to have a conversation about their dietary restrictions at your wedding. That's not right. That's not like at the top of my like, hi, nice to meet you, Ashley. I'm Sarah. I have a cranberry allergy. How about you? <laughs> that's true. Nobody wants to be that person that's like needing something at a wedding. Um, yeah. So let us, yeah, we can we can help everybody with that. We can help everybody with all the dietary, all of the, all of the things that we don't want to have to worry about. Yes, because yes. that's the thing. Like it's your wedding day, it's your event day. You want to have fun. You don't want to worry about yeah. all the little nitpicky things. Or if your best friend from college who has a shellfish allergy is going to break out, like you don't want to have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to find out about that later and then feel bad. Like that's that's right. also the worst where you'll have mm-hmm. um, like somebody will tell you, which if you're – if you are attending a wedding, my recommendation for you is not to tell the couple for these things because they don't need to feel bad um, right. about it. 
that's just my personal opinion, um, especially because like you don't always have all the facts. People right. are drinking at weddings, so then it can like kind of be like rumor or hearsay. <laughs> but anyway, <Right. laughs> I digress. Um, yeah, don't like if it isn't something the the couple needs to know, then you know you don't have to tell them. But it is yeah. also it's nice to think about the ways you want your guests to feel because that will yes. impact as it the couple getting married. It kind of impacts – it will impact your memory. Like I think back to my wedding and, and a huge part of my memories are based around people's reactions. And and whether – you know, of course, it's it was my day. It was my husband's day. It was mm. our day to celebrate. But it enhanced our day to see how much different things meant to each person at our wedding. And I remember those pieces. Like I remember this weird song that I had them play that my brother and I used to dance to when we were little kids. Um, And like his face when it came on, you know, like – and. I like those are things that stick and you know so it is your day and you should do the things that are important to you but think about um you know that the guest experience does also enhance your experience too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's the human connection. It's gifting an experience while they're gifting you their presence. So it's this like just awesome energetic exchange of love and happiness and joy commitment. It's so cool that when we are invited to weddings as humans, I think it's so much easier for people to shut off their brain as far as everything else is concerned. And even like put weird familial issues aside or put, you know, people step up for weddings to be together and be more present. And that's another thing that I just love about, about big life celebrating events whether it's wedding or a big birthday or an anniversary celebration um, or an artist's opening, you know, like things that are once in a lifetime, you will remember it forever events. They deserve to be celebrated and they deserve to be celebrated in a fucking fantastic way. (laughs) I could not agree more. That is perfectly said. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So – I know we're talking a lot about weddings, but I also know that you have something cool that you're working on that allows clients to work with you before they're even engaged, as they're planning their wedding, and then you know maybe people who are never getting married and also after they're married. Um, so can you tell me what this new project is? I'm very excited to hear. Absolutely. So short story, I had to completely restructure type A when the pandemic hit because we were 90% events-based easily. And that all ceased to exist. So um, I really delved into my values as a human, as a woman, as an artist, as a mother, as a wife, as a Marylander, DC, you know, all of the things, what are my values and what do I want to do with this business that is my pride and joy that suddenly seems to be crumbling. And it honestly was a gift to have this pause because I realized I didn't want to be marketing, doing marketing lip gloss emails. I didn't want to be um, solely in the event space because while it is amazing creating for other people, 
creating for yourself and for your values is equally as important. And for me, that looks like everything that's under what I'm calling an eco-feminist umbrella. So in the eco-sustainability field and then from the fem-feminist perspective, which I define as just everybody, every human treating every other human equally and seeing everybody as humans first. So everything is, is under this lens. And what that means is, is that our art, so my team is, is comprised of all professionally trained artists and designers, and we all have a different style. My design style is typography first and minimal. And, uh, then I'd have art that is like realism and, um, illustrative, like I can do, I do, I love charcoal. My other team members have different styles, like really fun, like the vector tooth guy I was talking about. Um, (laughs) and we all collaborate and make these really, they're really pieces of art. And we have now delved into, I'm so excited for everything that's coming out. Our Valentine's day day lines there is called hella thoughty. And, um, let me just say, you're going to want some because <laughs> I was like, why do all Valentine's Day cards suck? Like Valentine's Day is the other like human connection. Like, yeah, it's a made up holiday that Hallmark created. Sure. That's like one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is that it's fun and it's celebrating love. And it's a like if you want to be cheeky with your partner or your best friend or your mom, whatever, like you can be. So I have um, pulled some of my favorite feminist icon, um, well, specifically in the music industry and favorite songs. And we've, we're doing a letterpress card line for upcoming holidays. We've done a bunch of them. And we also, so in these lines that we're doing, we're, each one has a limited edition print some of them are flat printed, like full color. Some of them are letterpress. Um, it, they have s- stickers. There's going to be pins. There's going to be some have tote bags. Some have like larger art prints. And then along with the printed cards, the cards are letterpressed. They're, I would say, 80% letterpressed. And then some of them are flat printed. And some have other specialty printing, like foil stamping. Um because holographic foil stamping is a thing and it needs to exist more in real life. So <laughs> we need to do it. Um, yeah. So we're having a eco-feminist line, hella thotty line, mental health line, uh, a mama bear line, a, I don't, there's so many and you can, if you sign up for our email list, you'll be an insider. So you can do that on our website, just typeastudio.com. And even if you go to Type A Invitations, I started as Type A Invitations. We've transitioned to Type A Studio. It all leads to the same place. So um, that's a great way to be involved with us outside of being a, like, even if you just got engaged and you're like, I'm not ready to commit to like a consultation for my wedding stationery yet or my event stationery. But this all sounds really cool. You can go buy our cards right now online. We're also available for wholesale. 
And I'm excited to announce first time here on The Wedding Dish that we are having quarterly subscription boxes come out that have all of our newest lines. You get them at a discounted rate and each subscription box has a special members only item. Um, that's like a high dollar, you know, you want it thing. So you have to be a member of the, the subscription boxes to get it. Um, and once they start coming out, we'll obviously be featuring it on our social. You can follow us at type a studio. It's type a underscore studio on Instagram and on TikTok. So yeah, that's engage with us, message us, comment. Like we love chatting with people about all events, about all things eco-feminist, about inclusive design. It's so important. The power I I feel as designers and artists specifically, there's such a power behind what we create. And where I was listening to this recently, I think it, um, from Incandescent Tarot, I follow Gina Wisnowski. She's fantastic. She was saying something about how words are swords. I think it was from her. I'm going to credit her for the saying this, but um, words are swords and they can be dangerous. They also can be powerful when respected or something like that. And it's just so true. So as designers, there's a responsibility there for what we're putting out into the world it's, it has a lasting impact. And that's another reason why I repositioned type A. I want what we're producing to not only bring people joy, like, okay, a lip gloss email. Sure. That can bring people joy. But at the end of the day, it's just to make some rich guy even richer. And I hated that. And I, yeah, it was a waste of my creativity and my team's creativity and our time. And, it, and now we're putting our energy into creating these awesome cool things that the cool thing about cards too, Sarah, is that like it comes out of our heads. We design it. We put it on press. We put the ink on paper. We, you guys buy it. We send it to you. Then you're like, you got it for somebody or you for yourself. If it's a print and you hang it up, you're looking at it every day. There's still that energetic human exchange. You get a card and you want to send it to your friend or you're going to send it to somebody like a Matt, please send thank you notes, everybody. Please send thank you notes. If you're like, fuck, I love this card. I don't know when I would ever use it. Get it. Because one day you're gonna be like, this is the perfect card. We have a card that says, fuck this. And it's in be- the most beautiful script you've ever seen. So it's this awesome balance of masculine and feminine energy, which is another thing I love doing at type A and my design style specifically is having some kind of harmony of balance of masculine and feminine and this opposing of opposites. And we were at the Maryland Institute College of Arts holiday show, which we're doing annually now. Um, Tina and I, one of my employees, we both attended Maryland Institute College of Art. Mine was for their pre-college program. Hers was for her undergrad. Um, it's a great show. So many great gifts. It's all artists that are affiliated with with Micah. And one of our, we had our cards, all of our cards there, our holiday cards and our some of our new line. And the fuck this card was obviously one of the most discussed because it's says fuck this. 
And the people that were buying it, I asked them, I'm like, because some people would be like, oh, I love this, but what are you ever going to use that for? Like, what would you use this for? Maybe I just frame it, which some people do just frame the prints and that's cool or just hang them up. Um, but this one guy, I asked him, I said, so what? Because he was like so excited about this card. He's like, this is the perfect card. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, what are you using it for? Or yeah, like why is it the perfect card? And he told me it was because he's had this gift for one of his colleagues for a long time, but he hasn't been able to send it because he wanted to find the right card or the right way to say the reason why he was sending this gift. And he said, and this is the perfect thing. And I said, okay, so what about this colleague makes it the perfect thing? And he said, well, let me just say um, it relates to academia frustration. (laughs) Love that. Totally get it. And he was so excited about it. So then he's excited. Here's something that came out of our heads at Type A. We've printed it. You guys get it. He's excited. He's going to send it to his friend. Then it's just this like continuation and this flow of positive energy that is just originating from my small business. And I think that's really cool. I love that. I, Thank you. And I didn't even know Mike had that event. And I did my first year of my master's there, my MFA. Oh, shit. We were destined to meet. We've been like so close to each other for so long, physically. Like you grew up in Harvard, Grace, you said. Yeah. 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 My best friend grew up in Harvard, Grace. I was there all the time. (laughs) My high school best friends grew up in Kingsville. I was there all the time. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Well, now that like, well, now that I'm not sick and you're not sick, and like hopefully the world is not as sick. We'll see each other in two weeks, but we should hang out more. Oh, I 10,000% agree. Um, (laughs) And on that note, I hope all of you listening are coming to meet us in real life in two weeks um, at Mess Hall on the 22nd of January, 4 to 6. Super fun, food, drinks, celebration. It's an event that's like just really welcoming and it's it's, it's based on this podcast. I mean, it's this vibe. Um, yeah. very like no hard selling, just fun. Um, yeah. so yeah, come meet us in person. Make sure you follow Ashley and type a online. Uh, it's type a studio.com. You said? Yes. Type a studio.com. And then okay. our handle is type a underscore studio. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Make sure you follow her while you're doing that. Follow at the wedding dish podcast on Instagram and you can visit us at theweddingdishpodcast.com. And you can get um, – you'll get show notes there. Of course, we link out to Ashley everywhere and type A everywhere, including in our description. But you can also get your tickets to our couple social. And again, I really hope you all come. It will be so much fun. You're going to get to see all of the artistic sides of Ashley and type A too, which is super fun. Um, and honestly – you are just one of my favorite people. I'm really excited Aww, to see you in real you. life. And if I can just encourage all of you, if if she's one of my favorite people, I'm telling you, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, she will also be one of yours. <laughs> Aww, thank you. I have to say too I, about favorite people, the 22nd is also the Women's March on DC for reproductive rights, equality and freedom for all women. It's the same day. 
It's the morning of. It starts at 10 right near the Capitol in D.C. So you can go do the march, go get a late lunch, and then come see us at Mess Hall. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm it's going to be doing. It's the perfect day. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we already you already had an excuse to come into D.C. <laughs> I, I, may, I meant to be there that day. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> I love it. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish today. This has been really lovely. You are so knowledgeable. This was super helpful. Um, I'm glad I got the escort card and place card quiz correct. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone, make sure you give us a follow, rate, and review if you like the show. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the (laughs) day. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody, and we will see you in two weeks at Mess Hall. Bye. Bye.